Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Still the greatest country in the world. And we thank you, God bless you, and hope that every day you are treated with the respect and the honor that you deserve. All right. Uh, we start taking a look at what's going on around the sports. In sports. In the NFL, as you know, the Bengals are off this weekend. They will play next Sunday afternoon. I mean, unless you've been under a rock. Uh, it was announced on Tuesday of this week that that night game has been moved to a 425 game in the afternoon against Pittsburgh next Sunday. The Steelers are home to the Saints this coming Sunday, and New Orleans is a point-and-a-half favorite. Last night, Thursday night football, the Carolina Panthers beat the Atlanta Falcons 25-15 to after watching Carolina last week. Uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if they didn't win another game all year long. But they looked good last night on offense and defense. They ran it for 230-plus yards, 130 of those from Dante Freeman. Atlanta slips a half game behind Tampa Bay in the NFC South. The Buccaneers are over in Berlin, Germany, taking on the white-hot Seattle Seahawks. That game will come your way on Sunday morning. Inside the AFC North, Ravens are off. The Browns have a tough one on Sunday. They're going down there to Miami. Two is healthy, playing well, scoring lots of points. Little surprise, it's only a Miami favorite of three and a half points. Other notable games on Sunday, the 7-1 Vikings go to Buffalo. And maybe the single biggest question in the NFL, the health of Josh Allen. He had this elbow situation back in 2018. He was able to play through it. Nobody's saying how serious this is. Does he need Tommy John surgery? Does he not need it? If he does need it, can he wait till the end of the year? And no word yet as to whether or not he is going to play. The 49ers host the Chargers. That game is in San Jose. And the Dallas Cowboys play in Green Bay. The Packers season is hanging in the balance. And there are some people that are saying that Jordan Love might get starts before this season is over if the Packers continue to lose. That will be one of the most interesting stories in the NFL for a crummy team. College football, UC Bearcats play tonight at sold-out Nippert Stadium. That's against East Carolina. That's no layup. We're going to talk to Dan Horde about that coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. Top four, you got number one Georgia playing at Mississippi State. Number two Ohio State is home to Indiana. That's a 40-point spread for the Bucks. Number three, Michigan hosts Nebraska. And without a doubt, the best game of the weekend is number four, TCU, going on the road to Austin, Texas to battle the Longhorns. That will be on Saturday night in prime time. ESPN game day going there to Austin for that game. Huge college football playoff ramifications there. College hoops last night, the University of Cincinnati beat Cleveland State 69-58. to David DeJulius pours in 18. Bearcats go to 2-0. Ohio State smashed Charleston Southern in Columbus. And the Xavier Musketeers play tonight against Montana. The Grizzlies in town tip off at 8 o'clock. 
And that apparently is a sellout as well. Is that correct, Paul Fritchner, Casey McAllister? Good morning, gentlemen. Hello, Tom. How are you today? I'm doing great. I mean, for an ex-professional, all is well. Casey, what kind of uh, feedback did you get, if any? Did you, did you take a beating? Did you take some ribbing? Or did anybody really not care? Um, I, not I, care? Uh, no, I, I had some people uh, tell me, tell, tell me that, uh, that I should be fired, of course. Um, my, <laughs> really? My, yeah, my, my fiancé was um, wondering if I was still going to have a job. You know, she was very concerned. Um, jokingly, jokingly. All, all jokes aside, uh, I didn't get any huge backlash, but um, I guess that uh, makes me not an ex-producer, right? Uh, That's not my decision. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, th this show might have my name on it, but I'm not the boss. I mean, I'm the boss of nothing. Except uh, one of our two dogs, and she went blind a year and a half ago, 14 years young. She thinks I'm the boss. I make sure she's well-fed, gets outside, gets a lot of exercise, whole nine yards. The other dog loves my wife, kids. I'm not the boss anymore. Wife, haven't been the boss. We've been married 22. I haven't been the boss for 21. So that's where we stand. We'll have to take that up with Trace Fowler. Um... I started to ask you a question, Paul. That game is sold out tonight at Xavier? Yeah, sold out. It's alumni weekend, remember, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. It'll be jumping down there at Dana Gardens. It will. Starting about 4P. Yeah, is that the sweatshirt that down is. there? Yeah. Had really? to pull it out. Well, you know, I've worn the Xavier hoodie a couple of times, so I figured I'd pull out the Dana's one. Give him some pub. For the pub. Now, I understand the whole sort of, I, I, I guess, uh, Irish connection to that bar of some kind. Is that right? Yeah. All right. But, 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 but they make their money primarily from Xavier people. Well, it's all we got, Tom. Well, at least you got something. That's right. right. Okay. So why wouldn't they make that in blue? Yeah, the, a, the, the writing on there. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. For as much as I've been there, I don't know the answer to that. I'll have to ask him tonight. Got to take that. Who's the owner of that place? You BJ. Know who the owner is? BJ. Yes, I know him very well. What's his name? BJ. BJ. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to ask BJ about that. Yep. Uh, you know, fellas, uh, we, today at 11 o'clock, we mentioned we got Dan Horde coming up. Man, has he been busy. This is his time of the year where this guy um, is nonstop. Uh, he had UC basketball last night. UC football tonight. Now, he does catch a break over the weekend with the Bengals off. But from here on out, UC will be playing during the week in basketball. You still got uh, two weeks left, maybe three, uh, plus a bowl game for UC football. And, of course, the Bengals, uh, after this weekend, will play all the way through, we hope, again, February, but at least into January. 1130, we're doing our picks today. And, um, you know, one thing we did not get to yesterday and, um, well, before we go any further, since we were talking about college basketball there for a second, you are posting your show now, correct? On local hoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a local show, and it's a 10 to 15-minute recap show. that'll The first episode, the first true episode, will be out on Monday morning. The teaser episode is already out now, so you can subscribe and, and go and find it. Um, but it's called uh, The Rebound Rundown, and it's an opportunity to just Figure out what happened in local Cincinnati area hoops from the night before. Kentucky, UC, Xavier, Dayton, NKU, Wright State, Miami. Just a short preview and a short recap of every game those teams are going to play for the for the season. So just a way that 
you can have enough to talk about if you're standing around the water cooler with uh, with the office or whatever it might be. If you missed the game the night before, we'll get you up to speed. So I'll record it the night before, and then you'll have it for your morning commute the next morning. Okay. Yep. Why in the world is this computer charger not working over here? Oh, that's a that's a great question. Might have something to do with not being plugged in. Um. <laughs> Why don't you two guys talk for a second? Let me plug this in. All right. Yeah. All right. Please um, do. Casey? Yeah. So I was just getting ready to actually put up the uh, rebound. Uh, the rundown? Rebound rundown here. Um, I just need a second to pull it up. Okay. Yeah. No, shout out to uh, shout out to Trace Fowler. We, we labored long and hard on a name. As any of you watching know, we put out requests for names and everything like that, and we came up with it the other day. Uh, Trace whipped up this logo in about – I don't know, an hour? Great looking logo. And if we can get it up here on the screen, I know Casey, you're you're working hard on this. Uh yeah, it's it, I'm excited for it because it's an opportunity, like I said. You just find out what you're trying to find out about a game from the night before. Here's the logo. Look at that. Sleek looking logo there from Trace Fowler. Looks good. Whipping it up. So that's a new logo for your show. Yeah, professional looking uh well, it's a great logo. It, I'm just wondering why you didn't incorporate since it's a local show and you got all kinds of suggestions from people, why there's not, you know, something that tells us it's local. Well, we didn't we, we kicked around having Cincinnati in it, but we didn't want to make it seem like it was a UC only podcast, so we strayed away from just putting Cincinnati in it. And also on days maybe when none of the local teams play, I might give a headline or two from some national stories. So I didn't want to pigeonhole it just into the into the local area. And also Trace and I might do um, some nightly shows here and there, uh, some live shows, Twitter spaces, stuff like that. So keeping it a little more general we thought was a better idea to make sure that if we did branch out here or there, we could just kind of keep all our college basketball content in one spot. Gotcha. Well, Sir Boy Wonder says great logo. Yeah, it's it's already on Apple, Spotify, all those podcast networks. So if you want to listen, um, you can go and subscribe right now. Okay. That's it. All right. Um, yesterday, we were hoping to get into, uh, for lack of a better term, a midseason report. Oh, yeah. I want to hear some feedback from you guys. Because now with 17 games, there's nothing exactly as a midseason report, of course. But the Bengals are uh, five and four, right where they were at the bye week last year. Their schedule in the back half of last year, and I hate to continue to use those two words, last year. It's old news. This is a different team. This is a different year. There are a lot of different players. Yeah, a lot of the regulars are there. There are some injuries, obviously, that have happened this season that didn't happen last year. Um, the schedule is certainly tougher back half of this year. But I'm going to throw you guys on the spot, and we're going to walk through different parts of this team. Okay. And I'm going to ask you guys to make a comment or two about each particular area. And we invite all of you online. You jump in. Tell us if you agree or disagree. We have hundreds, if not thousands, watching right now. And certainly will be later. But we're going to walk through each area of the team. And we are going to get your grade for how they have done so far. Is that fair? That's sure. Fair. Okay, let's start as we always start. You have to start with a quarterback. So Joe Burrow, who is a face of the franchise, uh, the first two games of the year was terrible. Since then, has started to get better and better and better and better. I would give him so far a B. I think there are times he holds on to the ball too long. 
He takes sacks that are unnecessary, but God bless him. He's trying to make a play, and he's proven he can make plays. I still think that if I had to choose between the trio of Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, I would still take Burrow number one on that list. Many of you may disagree, but I still think his overall play this year, it's moving up, but I would say it is a B to B plus. Gentlemen? Um, I think that is fair, a B to B plus. I would also say that under the circumstances of which he's played in and how he had his appendix removed, like not getting much of an offseason, I'm going to give him a B plus overall. Um, I think it could have been an A if he snuck out a few win, a few more wins. Yep. Um, especially like the Dallas game, which is not really his fault, or the Baltimore game. Again, not really his fault, but those are games where we could have really used a better drive from them. And I know the Baltimore game was more about coaching than it was him himself, but you just need to make one or more two plays and we're not even having that discussion to begin with. Um, so I'm going to give him a B plus. Joe's been really good this season. Paul. Yeah. B plus was what I was going to go with too. I just think that he's too talented to not give him anything lower than you're not going to give him a C he's played well. And, and the other thing too, is as the play calling has matured over the last couple of weeks and you're not seeing those, stupid little dink and dime plays or the shovel you know you're not seeing as much create weird creativity in the play calling and you're giving joe just an, a chance to go out there and do what he does best that's why okay that's why he is what he is all right uh these other areas we're gonna get let's go to the run game okay so you know p ryan gets mixed in there but by and large we're talking about mixing uh, it's safe to say you have a hard time running the ball when the guys who are supposed to block the other team don't do a great job, and we will get to the offensive line here in a minute. Mixon coming off a monster game, AFC Player of the Week, first 100-yard rushing game going back almost an entire full season. 17 games have passed since he rushed for 100. He was steadily in that, and that includes, by the way, the playoffs. He was steadily in that 80, 70, 80, 90 range last year when he led the AFC in rushing yards. He actually has, I think, more rushing yards this year than he had at this point last year. Or it's right there. The team does. Uh, but I think, I think he appeared to me a little tentative early in the year. Um, instead of hitting some holes where he might have gotten three or four, he's getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage. I would give him a B-. minus. I... I'm going to actually give him like a C plus. Okay. Um, mainly because of what you said. And the fact that it took this long to even get past the 100-yard mark, like, it's not a good look. Um, I know some of it was partially coaching again. Like, I'm sure when we get to coaching, we're going to have a field day on that, honestly. That's been the, the majority of the issues, in my opinion. But... Joe, uh, in the extension of the run game and the the uh, dump offs and whatnot, bumps him up from a C plus to me to a to a B because he's been much better and more involved in those dump offs. And I get that some of them could have been better. He could have maybe broke a tackle or more, but 
this is much more involved than he's ever been in the dump off game and they've got some sort of chemistry figured out to how to throw it to him and um, I mean it was very obvious from week one he had nine targets in week one and um well, well, that's because the quarterback was getting killed. Right, but I'm I mean, just... he got sacked seven times. I'm just saying, though, he's been a very reliable yes, dump off. Except for the one area where you have to bring into question here, and I've not done it. Now, the Bengals coaches are going to stick up for the guy. They're not going to kick him in front of the bus. But I think it's safe to say his pass protection has been shaky at best. They say it's been good. Normally, he's been good when he's in there. In, in picking up blitzers and things like that. But I, I'd say that's been hit or miss. That's why he gets a B-minus for me. Yeah, and he's also third in attempts for rushing this season. Um, before that, I mean, he was just not very good. I mean, before this last week. Which... Yeah. And, 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 I mean, look, you know, you can get into, well, he's on pace for 1,100, 1,200 yards. Well, if you turn around and give it to a guy third most times in a league, he better get to 1,000 yards or 1,100 yards. I mean, but it's what he's doing on yards per carry. Paul, what do you think? You guys are a lot more generous than I would have been. I okay. was, I was going to go C minus. Okay. I think, Why? He, I think, I think Mixon has not clearly been very good this year. And the point you made, you took the words right out of my mouth. The blocking. I mean, he, he that's been an area too where look, you, sometimes you just got to pick a guy up, and with all these sacks that Joe's taking, sometimes you got to be able to pick a guy up off the edge or whatever it might be, and if you got to be able to do one or the other to make yourself kind of valuable. And until last week, you take last week out of the equation, Bengals fans wanted to cut the guy. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm out more so, I guess, on Mixon than – but I don't want to say I'm out on him that they, they, they should cut him now. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I, I think he's had a tough year, and, and this one week hopefully – Spurs a strong second half, but yeah. boy, he had a tough first half. I would also like to mention here, too, that when you have Joe Burrow as your second leading rusher, that's not a really good look. Well, and he has I mean, more how many times too. has P. Ryan touched it? He's only had 25 attempts. Okay. It, for, well, I mean, that, that's a reason that, 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 that he's a second leading rusher. He's got the ball in his hands every snap. Right, but by, he's having to run for his life. My point is they're not, they're not trying to – give like a change of pace running back in that lineup. There's nothing to like show that they're going to move in, away from Mixon. So we're going to have to stick with him. And I know last week was a really good indicator that maybe he still has some stuff in the tank. But I mean, if you look at the rest of the season, he's only averaging, I think, 65 yards a carry or yeah. something like that. 65 and yards a game. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know. It's not a good luck for Mixon. Okay. All right. Uh the wide receiving core. Uh Jamar Chase was on pace to have an even better year this year than he did last year. We don't know how long he's gonna be out with his hip injury. Uh that is certainly uh the single most significant injury um to any one team's star player. And make no mistake, I mean, Burrow's the face of the franchise. Their best player is Jamar Chase. We don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, T. Higgins early in the year had the concussion. Uh, he had the ankle injury. Tyler Boyd at times has been spectacular. At other times, you don't even know he's on the team. Um, I'm going to lump the tight ends on this one. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to just stay with the wide receiving core. 
Uh, and we've seen sprinkled in lately some other guys, Taylor and, you know, some of these other guys. Um, but, again, I, I don't think that they have been great. I think they've certainly been better than average. So, to me, this group, um, I would say they are in the B-plus range. Paul, you up first on this one. Right? Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. And and I I just think that it, it, it's a shame. Uh, injury, you know, Jamar, it's, it's, that's a shame. But, yeah, I'm with you on a B-plus. I think that they've been good to really good at points this yeah, year. Yeah, they don't drop balls. No, they don't. And, and how much – I'll put this back to you a little bit, Tom – how much do you feel like the the lack of creativity and routes early in the season may have contributed to what they could have done more? Well, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, when your quarterback's getting killed, uh, and this is all about, you know, you hear so much about halftime adjustments. Uh, coaches will tell you uh, it is a series-by-series series, uh, adjustment. What are you doing? If your quarterback's getting killed, or at least under heavy pressure, the second he catches a ball out of shotgun, you cannot have three guys – running 12 to 15-yard routes, if not longer, down the field. You yeah. just can't do it. Yeah. So that's where you start to see the slants and, and some of the creativity stuff. Uh, you'll see a lot with Kansas City. When they know stuff's coming, they've got a route specifically designed there for Kelsey to make sure he can get it right across the middle of the field, quick release, and they do it all the time. And if they can do it, other teams can do it. Where do you put them? Um... I'm actually going to kind of shock people here on this one. I'm disappointed in this group. I'm disappointed in this Why? group. Well, mainly because they are as advertised, I feel like, as a number one Jamar Chase, a number one T. Higgins, and borderline number one certified best number two out there in the league with T. Higgins. Or Tyler Boyd, I'm sorry. Um this group to me, I don't know if it's all about the coaching, which I, I do have a lot of gripes with coaching. I mean, they might be my lowest graded <laughs> section in this whole entire segment here. But, I mean, the, the Cleveland game to me showed a lot of different things. And I know, I know Burrow was getting hit a lot, but the – receiving core did not do them any favors i mean the the first interception is really a good tell tell of that i mean if t higgins doesn't we don't talk about this enough honestly t higgins needs to know that he's got to swat the ball down he can't smack it up in the air they they teach you in the tip drill and offense you got to smack the ball down and i get he was trying to make a play go and catch a ball but that's not where you do it at you can't do it there in the red zone they really needed T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd to step up in that game. They didn't. And really, last week, they didn't really do a – I mean, they were decent. But they didn't throw the ball a whole lot. No. And they featured – they didn't need to. I get that. But right now, I'm disappointed. Okay. So, I'm giving them a B, B minus. Okay. Uh, tight ends. Uzama well, no, uh, no. moved on. What's oh, oh, sorry. Never mind. Did I screw something up? No, no. You sure? I – Jump the gun. professional at all? You sure I didn't I, I'm the ex-professional. I jumped the no, gun. No, you're not. You weren't charged with that yesterday. No, you I are was. the professional because you were going in the right direction there. Okay, so we go to tight ends. Uh, Uzama walked out the door, and, and you can't blame the guy. You know, I, I heard somebody say the other day, oh, Uzama's walking off. You know, Come on. 
24 million or whatever it was over three years. I mean, yeah. come on, you're taking a cash. The Bengals weren't offering him that money. God bless him. Good for him. Good dude. Good leader. He's up in New York with the Jets. Uh, but the Bengals, I think, made one of the great shrewd moves made during the offseason by any team. <laughs> Former number one pick, Hayden Hurst, maybe a little bit of a disappointment, not maybe, was a disappointment for a number one pick in Baltimore. Uh, he comes here, and right now, he is on pace to break the all-time single-season franchise record for receptions in a single season by a tight end. It's held by the, the former great, one of the all-time greats who nobody ever talks about, in Danny Ross. Boy, what a player he was. What a player Dan Ross was. Uh, but his record is 71. Hurst is on pace for 72. Now, tight ends cannot just be judged by the number of receptions they have because offenses are, are, are not equal in the way they're created and, and the significance of the tight end. I think what we've seen starting last week, and I'll be very curious to see moving forward, okay, is the blocking of tight ends. Wilcox last week, when they ran the ball all over Carolina, Wilcox was a huge reason why they ran the ball. He blocked incredibly well. So I'm going to give this group, and they had the injury early in the year to sample, you know, he whiffed on the point after blocking up front against Pittsburgh, would have won the game uh, in week one. But I'm staying pretty steady. I think for, for this team, by and large, they're over 500, which means they're a little better than average. I would say, though, the tight end group gets an A-. minus. I think that I think Hayden Hurst is a hell of a player, and I think the Bengals have a big decision to make at the end of this year about whether they're going to keep him. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, I'm actually going to give this group – I'm going to give them a B plus. Okay. Um, you lose a guy like Uzama who's a leader on this team. That's a big deal. And the way Hayden has come in and been productive on both sides of the foot – on both sides of uh, blocking and receiving, um, being a leader and our depth – being decent, um, I think is a big deal. Um, and I think moving forward that they should utilize Hurst a little bit more. I think they need to go into more 12 personnel. And uh, I'm looking forward to this group. I'm, I'm really hoping that <laughs> Hayden doesn't play out of a contract because I, I feel like he probably could if we feature him too much. But we only have them for, for a year. That's all we're guaranteed. So let right. play, let, let's use the most that we can out of them, get the most we can, and move forward. And if uh, he plays out of his contract, then so long. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll have depth at least in blocking. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find someone. Um, I know the guy in Notre Dame is a great target for us that people talk about. Yeah, the um, Bengals have no chance of getting him. No? They would have to lose damn near every game the rest of the season. You think so? Conference. He's, a top, he's a top seven pick. Who they have no chance to get him. Michael I, Mayer. Oh. Michael Mayer? I had no idea. No chance. Well, no anyways, chance. Anyway. Zero. He's, he's the man. He is. He's the man. I, I broadcasted CuffCath games while he was there, so I knew him really well. He is the man. Uh, they're, they're, and he's the man at Notre Dame. I mean, yes. he is the man. There, there are players, and Notre Dame has had its fair share of great tight ends through the years. That guy is a great football player. B 
be interesting to see who picks him up in the draft because he's without a doubt a top seven, eight, ten pick. Yeah. Uh, and you hope the Bengals are not in that spot. If they are, <laughs> then maybe maybe they get him. What, what, what do you put on this group? What do you I, think? I was going to go higher. I'm going to give them an A. Okay. I think the tight ends have been really impressive, and yep. I, I'm going to give them, I, with a little bit of context to that, that we weren't sure what we were going to get out of them this season without Uzama, and you're bringing in Hayden Hurst. I think they've been impressive. I like what I've seen. I'll give them an A. Okay. All right. Now we get to uh, the area of most controversy. Well, outside of coaching, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the offensive line. 13 sacks in the first two games against the Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. It was ugly. And Joe Burrow got hit a lot more than 13 times. He just happened to be sacked 13 times. Then all of a sudden, they started to make progress. But then all of a sudden, you know, they ran into a team in Cleveland that, that presented them with a challenge in terms of two pass rushers that they had not seen since the second game of the year down in Dallas. Uh, and they looked like they took another step, major step back. But there, there has been... Since the second week, there has been progress. And I said from the very beginning, if you remember, and I'm, I'm not patting myself on the back, and it doesn't mean I'm right, but I still stand by what I stood by before the first kick of the season. And that is, this group should have gotten playing time together at least a little bit in the preseason. I know they avoided injuries. I get that. And some say, well, you know, you didn't get anybody hurt. So, you know, maybe you got to play through the first couple of games as an offensive line to get communication and all that. I don't buy into that argument at all. Anybody who says you got to wait seven or eight weeks to kind of see where you are in the season, not a chance. Because you've let games get away that you should have won that now you've got to win down the stretch against better teams. Losing to the Steelers and losing to the Cowboys with Cooper Rush is inexcusable. And that offensive line was a primary reason why. I'm going to give them a C-. minus Because the one thing I think this group can do, and again, why did it take us into a ninth game of the season to find this out? You talk to any offensive lineman and they will tell you their worst nightmare is to all of a sudden fall into a pattern where when the ball is snapped, you're backpedaling meaning constant pass protection. You're not asked to go hit people and drive them backwards. You get to go forward instead of backwards. We'll get to the coaching on that in a minute. But I think this group has a chance to be a dominant run team because I think this group is a very good group of run blockers. If they're forced to throw it 30 and 35 or 40 times a game, they're done. They're done. I don't care who the receivers are. So, so far, I would say, I'm going to make it a straight-up C. I think they've been average. Their games have been brutal. Their games have been good. So, I'm sticking right in the middle. Gentlemen? I'm going to go C-, minus, and I'll make mine quick because I know Casey has more to say on this than I do. I just, I'm with you, Tom. I think that there have been more inspiring performances lately, but you just have so many question marks there that, I don't know if I can go higher than a C minus. That's fair. I, 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 matter of fact, I think if people out there wanted to go lower than that, and Casey, maybe you are lower than. I, I think the case could be made that they're worse than C, C minus. What do you, what do you think? Um, I'm, I'm actually gonna go worse. I'm giving them a D. Um, they're on pace to be worse than the line than 
we had last year. That's you mean all in terms I mean. of number of sacks are still on that pace? Yeah. Okay. So that's all you really need to know. Um, and that has affected the, the, the trajectory of this team. Yeah. That's just inexcusable. Um, and what's so wild is their in the, the the consistency is so the 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 variable is so huge. They'll have games like they had against Panthers, and you're like, wow, we're they're finally getting it. And or then, the Falcons. Know, or the Falcons, and then they go. But those are terrible teams. God Almighty, are they terrible teams? Yeah, but I know. mean, they're awful. Those two, that, that whole that whole division state. But go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. Please forgive me. No, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But they just cannot figure out how to stop when a team has a dominant pass rusher, the four-man rush. That's all. All teams have to do is rush four if they've got a dominant pass rusher. You get a TJ, all you got to do is rush four. If you have a Miles Garrett, all you got to do is rush four. If you have a Micah Parsons, well... All you got to do is rush him and three others. And yeah. That's it. And our team cannot figure it out. And I got to give them a D because it's not just that, that they can't figure it out mentally. It seems like some of the more physical stuff, like at the beginning of the season, we were seeing Lyle Collins just get beat and he looks so He's gotten stiff. better though. He's, he's gotten a little he's better. He's gotten a lot better. He's gotten a lot better. And if you're going to give Joe Burrow a, a, a bit of a hall pass here for the appendectomy and all that kind of thing, no. you got to give a little hall pass here to Collins. No. He was I, hurt in the entire preseason. I'm not just, I'm not just grading Collins. No, I though. know you're not. I know and, you're not. And, I mean, Jonah Williams, man. I brutal. Mean, he's been brutal. brutal. I don't get the guy. I mean. I get him. <laughs> I get it. You get it. I, I do get yeah. it. I, I think he was. I, I, I thought he was overrated coming out of college. I agree with that. I think he's out of position. I don't think tackle should be his natural spot. I think we both agree with that. He should be a guard. Um, but their refusal in the coaching staff, which we'll get to that, <laughs> um, to make those adjustments to uh, get a bona fide left tackle has hurt this team. And, I mean, he's got nine sacks on the season, and this is his worst year he's had yet. And maybe that's because all the eyes were set on all the other weak links in our line, which was a lot. Uh, he was probably the strongest link out of our entire well, line. Well, he was so the only one trying. they brought back. Right. I mean, that tells you all you need to know. Right. And so all I'm saying is that now that he is the guy that, is the weakest link out of our line. They target him early and often with stunts, blitzes, try to get him off his mental game, and his technique has been bad. And that was one of the things that we drafted him for was he was a technician. If he was going to be good, he was going to have to be a master technician, and he's not been. He's been really, really poor on all those fronts. I really hope this – bye week can help him progress but right now i gotta give him a d okay well in fairness so do williams and i will say this and i i say this a lot because i really mean this having been around professional athletes my entire life there is something to be said for toughness and whether williams has had a good year a bad year an indifferent year 
Um, and we can sit around and talk about that from now till the end of time. But the cat's playing hurt. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's playing hurt. And, um, and, and you got to admire him for getting out there. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we shift to the defense. Dan Horde with us at 11 o'clock. 11.30 our picks. Love to have you chime in. Give us your grades. We'll read a few of them off here. Let's see here. You know who's back today is, is Leif Erickson. Oh, hey, we haven't heard from Leif in a while. The Real Spirit Cat One says, My 16-year-old son said this morning, the Thursday night football is setting football back 50 years. Almost unwatchable. I assume that means the game last night. Yeah. Sir Boy Wonder says the O-line gets a D+. We'll read off a few of these and the defense and the coaching right around the corner. The reaction of a tracer yesterday on our program. He'll be back with us on Tuesday, and I guess he's still going to be down there in, uh, in Florida. So he was there for the next two weeks. Wasn't that long ago. He was down in the, uh, where was he, Caribbean somewhere? Uh, I thought he was in Mexico. Mexico, Cancun. That's right. Um, okay, now we get to the defense. The defensive line. I think it's hard to be fair on grading this group because of the significant injury to, uh, you know, the guy they say is the heart and soul of that group. He's been a really good player since the Bengals brought him in here two years ago, and that's DJ Reader. Uh, he's a good player, really good player. And they're hoping to have him back for the remainder of the season as early as next week when they go to Pittsburgh. Uh, they had... You know, Hendrickson is off to another big year. Sam Hubbard has played very, very well. They've not really been tested, uh, in my opinion, by a significant ground game outside of Cleveland. And when they were, they were gashed pretty good. Uh, but by and large, this group, it's hard to argue with anything the defense has done this year. I mean, heck, they went the first seven games of the year without allowing a touchdown in the second half. Uh, but I still think, and I said it weeks ago, I'm not saying it now, I still think they missed a chance to go get another significant pass rusher. Hubbard's a good pass rusher, not a great pass rusher. Hendrickson is a great pass rusher. They're still looking for that guy. Maybe it comes from within. Maybe it comes from Reader. A little more push up the middle, along with B.J. Hill. But I say this group's been solid. I say A-. minus. That is a good grade. Um, I feel comfortable with an A minus. Um, even with the injury to Reader, they've been impressive. The depth there has not disappointed. Um, I know they're not at the level of DJ Reader, but Jay Tufele, he's been playing pretty well. Um, I know the the two games that he had against the Falcons and the Panthers, those two really good games he had were against lesser competition. But he played really well, good enough to win us the game. And the depth behind Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson, although they've not been able to get to the quarterback, they've been decent when it, when it, when it matters. Yep. Right? So. Yep. Well, except for, except for um, two division games that are big ones. They, they weren't there when it really mattered against Baltimore, and they weren't there when it really mattered against Cleveland. Right, but I think the difference there is Reader. I really do. I think if he's there, that 
that makes a big enough difference. Okay. That, I right. think that pushes the needle. Um, so your grade is what? A minus. Okay. Paul? Yeah, I was teetering between an A minus and a B plus. I'm going to stick with an A minus just because of Reader's injury. I would have liked to have seen what this unit could do the whole year with everybody healthy. Um, and now it's going to be tough with even more injuries. Wuzier being out and yep. everybody having to slide around. And Cam Taylor Britt's got some room to grow. Obviously, are we talking about the secondary or the defensive line here? Oh, or I thought we were just doing the defense as a whole. No, we're just doing we're doing the D line. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, uh, D line. Oh, I'll I'll give him a B plus then. Okay, I'll Fair give enough. him a B plus. Fair enough. Fair enough. We move on. Uh, linebackers, linebackers are, are hard uh, in this day and age to really grade because you're playing almost all the time with a fifth, if not sixth, <clears throat> um, defensive back on the field with all the passing going on around the league. But I think it's safe to say Pratt and Wilson ha have done the job you asked them to do. They're good, solid players. I give them a B. Yeah, I'm going to give them a b plus okay i think logan is so close to being like a luke keekley type player if he was just a little bit more athletic i think he would be that guy i really do he's just got a nose for the ball he's a sound tackler same with pratt they know their assignments they execute their assignments it's very rare that they blow an assignment or miss a tackle so i gotta give him a, a b plus okay paul yeah, I don't have much to add to that one, honestly. Okay. okay. B+. Plus. Right. Let's go to the secondary. Um, without a Wouzier, we know. Eli Apple uh, was nicked up um, with an ankle injury. He came back and played last week. Figures to be healthy moving forward. Mike Hilton broke his finger. He missed a game uh, against Carolina. Uh, had to have surgery. They went in there. It was broken in three places. And he had uh, ligament damage in there. So not only had to reset the finger, they had to go in and surgically fix the ligaments in there. But he's already said, I'm back for the Pittsburgh game. No holes barred. Um, Hilton's a good player. Uh, Von Bell is, is, I mean, he's as good as it gets. Nobody talks about that guy. But for everything you want in a veteran safety, he's everything you want. Um at the end of this year, when the Bengals have a decision to make, whether to bring back Bates and let Bell walk or vice versa, I'm bringing Bell back and I'm letting Bates walk. But that's a conversation for a different time. Um, I think that secondary is a good group, good depth. Now, that depth will be tested the rest of the way. There's going to be big-time pressure on Apple. There's going to be big-time pressure on Hill. Uh, and there's going to be big-time pressure on uh, Taylor Britt. And, and I'm not sure that we're being fair in asking Britt to be a corner. But this group, I, I definitely give them a solid B-plus, could be even higher than that. They've been good. The passing game has not killed them by the opponents this season. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. A B plus, right? That's what you gave them. Yeah, and maybe and even and maybe even an A minus. They've been that good, I think. I would say, I mean, it's. I think if we're just grading the season as it is right now, I would give them. I'd give them a B plus. Um, I don't foresee that continuing just with the the injuries that we've sustained, um, but right now they they've done their job. 
Um, they Abouzier was playing out of his mind. Um, Eli Apple, to me, is underrated. Um, I think he is a solid number two. Um, but now that we've got that switch and we've got that transition to where we have to worry about Eli Apple covering ones and we got to worry about Cam Taylor Britt covering twos, it's it's a tough ask. Um, so far this season, they haven't disappointed. Um, Cam Taylor Britt has been burnt a few times. Um, but we're asking him to kind of play out of position, if you ask me, at least in the NFL No standards. doubt about it. And, um, you know, I wish I wish that Dax Hill was more involved. That's the only reason why I won't give him an A, because I feel like if he was more involved, it would show a direction that the secondary is growing and evolving. But right now... Cam Taylor Britt never really played much until the injuries happened. Same with Dax Hill. It took those injuries for them to even get in. Usually when you get a number one overall player or just a number one pick, they start. And right now that's not the case. Well, so. but Lou Anarumo said from the very beginning, he said, I'm not benching my starters if they're playing good. I mean, so right. he laid it right out there for the world to see. And in all fairness, even though he had an up and down season last year, and there we are again with last year, uh, Bates uh, has had – a solid year. You're not going to take him out of the lineup. You're certainly not going to take Von Bell out of the lineup. No. So, you know, look, uh, the two young guys, you know, you want them to practice every day, go against great receivers and great players that they're going against on offense every single day in practice. So, you know, them coming along, uh, for me, is fine. Paul, where do you put them? I'm going to go an A-. minus. Uh, that's a good one. Just based on what I've seen so far, their depth is going to be tested going forward, so this is definitely going to be something that we have to revisit at the end of the season. But up until this point, especially before the injuries, I'm going to go A-. minus. All right, now we get to special teams. Uh, and and i got to tell you, uh, Kev, uh, you know and I know. We love the guy. He, he, he's been a really good player here for a long time, really good punter here for a long time, and Kevin Huber. In my opinion, they should have made the move to go with Chrisman weeks ago. And now all of a sudden they're letting Chrisman, you know, start to work a lot more in practice and, and taking a long, hard look. The punting game has not been good. McPherson has not been good. No, that's not the right word. He's been good. Last year he was great. But he's not been nearly as dependable. Now, is that because of the long snapper getting hurt? I don't know. Um, but look, uh, this has been enough time now where I, I don't want to ever hear about the long snapper ever again. I don't want to hear about it. Because the bottom line is the snaps have been good. The rookie's done a nice job. Uh, Huber's still the holder. Maybe that's one of the reasons they're reluctant to make the move at punter uh, because somebody else has got a hold. Chrisman did it at Ohio State. Uh, he can do it in the NFL. And I'm sure he practices it regularly. At least you would hope so. Um, they really don't get a lot in the return game. Uh, coverage teams have been pretty good. Um, I will give that group uh, a C minus. That's generous. <laughs> That's generous. Yeah, it probably me. is. It probably um, is. Because I would consider punting an F, honestly. It's been bad, especially when we need it. It's been just brutal. Um I don't think there's been a time where we've pinned a team down within the 10-yard line, Yep. let alone the 15. Yep. I think I think Kevin Huber's probably punted it 
maybe within the 20 a few times, but that's just being unacceptable um, in the NFL standards. Um, Kicking-wise, I'm not going to blame McPherson for the first couple weeks, but the last few weeks, it's been pretty tough. Um, I got to give this group an F. I, I really do. It's been it's been season changing. I mean, F. Yeah, an F. Yes, yes. It's been season changing. F would be if McPherson had missed like seven or eight kicks. Isn't McPherson's stats but, right now where he was last year? Correct, correct. But yeah, but it doesn't feel game, automatic anymore. The punting game. We're not even talking about the kick return. Chris Evans has been terrible in the kick return. Ask Reed. I agree. I, I said yeah, in the return game. game, they've done nothing. And it's bad. I mean, so you give an year, F. Yeah, I'm giving this group an F. Okay, and, Paul. Oh, I was going to be higher than that. I was going to go C minus. I didn't think it'd been that bad. I'm. I mean. Yeah, I mean, they haven't allowed a punt return for a touchdown. They haven't they, allowed a kickoff return for a touchdown. But they gave up a big one. They've given it. They yes, they have. They some big ones. But every is, team's going to give. I mean, they, they, they're not an F. I mean, come on. I think they've been pretty miserable. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's why we're doing this. I, I, I was saying C minus. C minus for me. Because, look, you could say that special teams directly contributed to that loss against the Steelers, but that wasn't. that was because of an injury. That wasn't because – a poor play that was because of an injury i'm uh now they the punting yeah it's not been great kick returns chris evans decision making there could be better but overall I, i'm not gonna say that it's an f that that means it literally couldn't get worse casey oh well come on like of course it could get worse we, we could sit here and talk about mcpherson missing eight in a row but okay all right let's move on because uh, we have one final area before we get to um, Dan Horde at 11. And that would be coaching. Now, coaching comes in many forms, okay? It's not all on the head coach. Yes, he is the CEO and has to oversee the whole operation. It also comes down to your assistant coaches. Um, Lou Anarumo, in my opinion, gets a solid A. Maybe A+. Plus. He's been that good. You give him players. You know, when he didn't have players... He looked like he didn't know what he was doing. He's got players now. He's making adjustments through injuries. Uh, there's a lot to be said for that. So the guys coaching the defensive line, the secondary, the, um, uh, the linebackers, solid. Offensive line play. We talked about that. The coaching there, okay? Um, wide receivers coach, very good. You know, they, they, they play tight ends. We've gone through all this already. Uh, special teams. That's a big part of your coaching staff. Not been good. We just discussed it. At the end of the day, it all comes down to the head coach. He uh, is the guy paid the big bucks. I was not before the season started giving Zach Taylor a free pass because a team went to the Super Bowl. I certainly give him the respect he's due for being a head coach of a team that got to the Super Bowl. Uh, but I think there are a lot of games where when he has to go up head-to-head, -head, whether it's in the preparation for a game, okay, in the preparation for a game, or the actual X's and O's during a game, play calling, adjusting to what the defense is doing, and look, he's an offensive-minded guy. We know that. So there, there, there's a huge difference between having a head coach as an offensive guy and a defensive guy. 
I think I'm being quite generous here when I give the coaching staff a C minus. That's generous. That is generous. Um, well, you can't say it's anything worse than that. that. I don't think. Maybe you guys feel differently. Because the team is over 500. Right. They're over 500, so they've done some things well. I shook Go my, ahead, though. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I shook, doing it. I shook my head only because that's exactly what I was going to say, and I didn't want to seem like I was a homer. But that is what I was going to say. I was going to say C-2. minus I think, for me, what I've liked over the last few weeks, and I've said it a million times on this show if, if, if for anybody listening, I like that we're not seeing the gimmicks anymore. I think the play calling has matured in the last four weeks since the, the Ravens debacle. I, I really think, because that was the low point. The Ravens' Sunday night game was the low point of the play calling when everybody was really – no, you don't think I so. I don't agree with that. I, for me, the low point in the play calling was um, was a Cleveland game. I mean, you come out, this is a Cleveland defense. It was gashed for 250 yards by the Chargers on the ground, and they throw the ball 17 times the first 21 plays of the game. To me, that's a low point on the year. They were not ready. And that's my other knock on Taylor. They start too many games. Last year, same thing. They start too many games falling behind. They look like they're unprepared for what they're about to face. So you say C minus, you say what? So I so I'm gonna break it up into two different categories here because defense has been an A. So that automatically puts them at a C if I gave them an F, right? Okay. For the offense. Right. So I gotta give the team as a whole probably a C plus to a B minus because it seems like Zach Taylor from his issue is consistency he and knowing when to call a game a specific way against a certain team they have a really hard time diagnosing defenses strengths and going after those and it's weird to me because it's kind of like a double-edged sword because we're like screaming at him like, well, we got to, we got to throw the ball more. We got to let Joe cook. And then next week we're like, Oh, why didn't you run the ball more? Like, you know, it's tough because I think his coaching philosophy is we are going to do what we do well. And we're going to impose our will. And then the next week it's like, Oh, we're going to try to attack their weaknesses. And it, you know, it's very inconsistent. That's why I'm going to give him a C plus. Okay. But, All right. I mean, I, I, I think those are fair grades. We're basically in the C plus to C minus range. Yeah. And we'll obviously see how that part of it uh, plays out moving forward. We are not going to ask Dan Horde to give grades. We talked about this uh, with a number of guests that we have because, you know, just like I used to work for the Reds, got a paycheck from the Reds. Uh, Dan gets a paycheck from the Bengals. And so, you know, we're not going to do this whole grading thing. We'll ask him about where the team is, perhaps at the, um, you know, uh, the bye week and that kind of thing. Uh, is Dan with us already? He is. All right. Let's get right to him. One of our favorites on the program here, Mr. Dan Horde. Dan, the lighting looks a little off on you today. What, what's going on there in that palatial crib you got going on? So here in the family room, there's a lot of natural light. And on a dark day, ah. you know, a day, I could really be in shadow here. So I've taken a lamp and put it, put it pretty close to uh, where I am standing. 
that's why I'm kind of like half light, half dark. But I figured you wanted to at least see my face. Well, let you, well absolutely want to see your handsome face. You, you know, one of those things I went out and bought this year. I don't know if you're doing a lot of these kinds of things from home. Are you doing a lot of these from home, this kind of thing? I am. Yes. Yeah, you know what I went and bought? I bought one of those things because I was doing this Pioneer League show this summer. Uh, have you seen those circular lamps? The ring light. Ring light. The ring lamp. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are uh, I have not purchased. I have not purchased a ring lamp. Now, I do have a big elaborate lighting kit. And Ooh. for certain appearances, no offense that you didn't qualify. See. For certain appearances, like if I'm on an NFL network or something like that, oh I'll set God. up the whole shebang. I mean, sure that, are you, you kidding know, me? Professional. This gets this, back to what happened yesterday on this program. You may not have seen it, but Casey was going into a spiel about Chatterbox and what we're trying to do, and he made the comment. He says, you know, Tom, you're an ex-professional. So the new name of the show is wow. Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman and the Ex-Professionals. Ex- <laughs> so you've backed that up by telling us that when you, you break it out for the big boys, you know, yeah. you know you're, you're like a lot of those, the, the, those, big, those star players, Dan. You know, you don't treat the yeah. local guys all that great. But, boy, when, when, when the big national guys show up, there you are. You know what I mean? Guilty is charged. You are not lighting kit worthy. I'm sorry, but that it takes too long to set up, and it's heavy, and it's in my basement, so I did I not get go it. get it. I get it. I get it. Hey, man, busy time for you. Uh, I talked about it at the at the uh, outset when 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 I told everybody you were coming on today. This has got to, because I I know what it's like to have to get ready from a preparation standpoint for an NFL game. Now you don't this week but you will next week the rest of the way. Getting ready for a college football game tonight. You had to get ready for a college basketball game last night. Um, Is it a great time of the year or a great time of the year that you you can't wait for it to be over? It's a great time of the year, period. You know, calling games is the best. No doubt. That's why I got into this business when I was a kid. I love calling games. So I got to do, well, I'll get to do three basketball games this week and one football game. If it could be a game every day of the week, I would sign up and love it. I love games. That's the best part of the job. Tell us about UC basketball real quick. 2-0 start, uh, looked really good opening game. Last night a little bit closer, but better competition. Um, what have you seen that you like so far from this, from this UC team? Landers Nolly. That's what I've seen that I like. And I knew I was going to like him because I saw him at Memphis the last couple of years and he played at Virginia Tech for one year before that. But I think he's a pro. Um, NBA, I don't know. Borderline. But he's certainly going to make a handsome living playing basketball somewhere for a long, long time. He's 6'7". He's savvy. He's a good passer. He's a decent shooter. Didn't shoot it great last night, but a tremendous addition in the transfer portal for Wes Miller. And with Landers Nolly and David DeJulius, you have two really good players to lead the way. And they're both experienced. Uh, DeJulius is playing in his fifth year, and Nolly's playing in his fourth. Okay. Uh, UC football tonight. Um, the, you know, they're able to get by Navy. That's a tough team to play. We've talked about that many times before and the offense that they run, and you only face it once a year. Uh, and UC gets through. Um, so now all of a sudden, here we are in the home stretch. A couple of uh, big games remaining. It starts tonight. Big crowd expected. Supposed to stop raining by the time we kick off tonight, although a wet ball could certainly be a factor. 
Uh, ECU's got a pretty good team. What are your thoughts and what are we looking for here tonight? All you need to know about ECU is that a couple of games ago, they beat Central Florida by three touchdowns, a team that beat UC. So that, that tells you that East Carolina is a very capable team. Their quarterback is in his 18th year. At least it seems that way. Huh. Uh, Holton, 53rd starter, took advantage of the, the COVID rules to come back for another year. And he's an excellent player. He once threw for 535 against Cincinnati. So Bearcat fans know what he's capable of. And they have the best running back in the league as well in Keaton Mitchell. So that's a great one-two punch. I don't think they've got necessarily great players on defense, but they have experienced players. A bunch of their guys are guys that have taken advantage of the COVID rule to come back for an extra year. So they've got six-year players and five-year players on defense, and they're a good team, and they've had two weeks to get ready for the game. So I expect it to be a nail-biter tonight. Uh, Tell me, Dan, about um, – we brought this up the other day. Uh, Do you think – now that UC has a second loss, it, it's conceivable they could still play in a uh, um, a, uh, a New Year's Day Bowl. What's the mm-hmm. term they use for that thing? New Year's Six. New Year's Six game. Okay, thank you. Um, there's still a chance they could. So you're obviously trying to go out there and win. Uh, but we all go all the way back to the preseason, the whole debate about Ben Bryant and uh, Evan Prater. Uh, we, we thought maybe we would start to see – a little bit of Prater in certain situations, you know, come out for a series here, series there. Do you think there's any chance we see this over the last couple of weeks? There's a chance. They've talked about it seriously all season long. I've had many private conversations with Coach Fickle where he's talked about, yeah, it's in the game plan. We may do it this week. And and they did it for one play at UCF. Uh, They did it for one play in the home game before that. So they've done it a tiny bit, but I think at this point, with three games left in the regular season, I wouldn't expect it to suddenly become two series, three series, anything like that. They might sprinkle it in, but I think they're pretty pretty well established uh, with what they plan to do this year. How would you rate this season so far? I mean, the record is very, very good. You know, I think a lot of people, it's safe to say around here, have gotten spoiled in a hurry. Uh, when you have uh, Desmond Ritter and he, he piles up 44 wins and and the program's rolling, you get to the college football playoff, you can't expect that every single year. Um, but, but, but how would you rate this season so far? A huge success, in my opinion, because I, I just think nobody has really taken into consideration what they lost. It's ridiculous. They lost nine NFL draft picks, including the best quarterback in school history, including the front runner to be the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year in Sauce Gardner, who will be at the game tonight, by the way. Wow. Uh, Alec Pierce has been excellent uh, when he's had you know, when he's been healthy for the Indianapolis Colts. So when you lose like a talent like that, I mean, UC is in Alabama. They don't just reload with high NFL draft picks. Uh, I think it's been a big success, and I do believe that if they win their final three games – uh, well, they'll definitely be in the American Championship game if they win their final three. If they win that, I think Cincinnati would go back to a New Year's Six Bowl. It would be the Cotton Bowl. Uh, that's where the group of five school that makes it through uh, is going to go. So Cincinnati fans could be back in Dallas uh, in early January. Well, you can't beat that being down there in that town uh, that time of the year. Not guaranteed great weather, but, but, but certainly a lot of fun to be had. Incredible stadium, all those kinds of things. But a tough stretch here, Danny. Uh, down the stretch, beginning tonight, um, 
these next three weeks, uh, they they, they got to bring their A game. Well, in weeks one and three, definitely. Next week at Temple, maybe not so much. Okay, that's uh, fair. Tem- Temple's still in uh, rebuilding mode, although Kurt Warner's son is the quarterback uh, and has displayed some talent. But certainly games one and three in this final stretch, ECU tonight, Tulane in the finale, uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Tulane plays UCF tomorrow. That's a big game uh, from Cincinnati's perspective. And I, I think maybe some Bearcat fans look at and look at it and say, it'd be good if Tulane lost, then everybody in the conference would have a loss. But I actually think it would be better for Cincinnati if Tulane wins, because then UCF would have two losses. Cincinnati's still going to have to beat Tulane head-to-head. Yep. So if UCF loses tomorrow, Cincinnati beats Tulane head-to-head, and the Bearcats win out, then Cincinnati would have a chance to host the American Championship game again. And I don't see anybody beating Cincinnati at home in the league championship game. All right, last thing I want to ask you, and I'm not asking you to put a grade or anything like that. We just went through grading every area of the Bengals season so far. Here they are in their bye week, same record as last year, blah, blah, blah. We know that. Schedule looks to be tougher second half than it was last year. Um, How do you feel about the Bengals at five and four? I feel okay. The game that uh, really sticks with me is the season opener. Think how much better we would be feeling about the Bengals' season at this point if they had just won that game against the Steelers. They'd be tied for first. They would have a win in the division. Uh, Six and three, obviously, would look a lot better than five and four, even though it's only a one-game difference. But they didn't. They, uh, you know, their long snapper got hurt. Joe Burrow is still feeling the effects of his appendectomy. He'll never throw four interceptions in a game again, I don't think. So that's the one game to me that really gnaws at me. Had they just managed to beat the Steelers in that game, uh, I'd feel really good about where they stand at the bye. Okay. All right. Um, So uh, the rest of your week, you've got the game tonight. You catch that rare weekend. You see basketball playing. They're not playing this weekend, are they? Sunday at noon. Ooh, who are they playing? Sunday at noon. Eastern Kentucky. Okay. At home, I assume. At home, that's correct. Okay. All right. And Saturday, okay. and now have you guys been talking about Isaiah Collier's appearance in town on Saturday? We have not. We have not. So Isaiah Collier is the number one ranked high school basketball player in the country. Yep. Cincinnati is one of his final four schools. It's Cincinnati, USC, UCLA, and Michigan. Most of the experts seem to think that USC is the front runner, but for whatever reason, he's coming to town to play a exhibition high school basketball game at Sycamore High School tomorrow at 3.30. So I'm going to go check it out. I'll be dressed in Bearcat gear from head to toe in case he sees me in the uh, stands and wants to know if people are supporting his possible decision to come to UC. But even if he doesn't, I always think it's cool to see guys who eventually become stars yep. when they're in high school. And I don't know if that'll be the case for him or not, but there's certainly potential for that to be the case since he's the number one ranked high school player in the country. So I'm going to sit in the stands, check out Isaiah Collier, keep my fingers crossed that I will someday get the opportunity to call one season of his games because I think that's uh, all he's likely to spend at the college level. Well, with his college choices, and I don't follow the recruiting stuff much anymore, but based on his final four, I'm assuming this kid's a Southern California kid? No, he's from Georgia. 
You're kidding me. The Atlanta area. Wheeler, Georgia is where he's from. He goes to Wheeler High School. Why um, in so, the world, as anybody yeah. asked him, what is uh, what has caught his attention about USC? UCLA and Michigan, uh, uh, and certainly Cincinnati, yeah. I understand. But USC? Yeah, USC is making a splash in the recruiting world these days. A lot of this stuff is legal now in the NIL era. Uh, So I don't know what some of their boosters might be ponying up, but uh, Mm. there's nothing wrong with it. If you've got people that want to do that for your school, more power to you. And, of course, they are moving into the Big Ten. So, you know, all of a sudden you're you're, going to get a bunch of, you know, uh, although he may not be around by the time they move into the Big Ten. Like you said, he might be Yeah, he will not be. He is definitely a one-and-done kind of guy. Okay, all right. Well, Danny, have a great weekend, buddy. Thank you for your time as always. My pleasure, as always. Thanks for having me on, Tom. All righty, buddy. Dan Horde. Uh, boy, he always gets big-time pub from all the people that watch this show. Uh, the player formerly known as Mouse Cop says that kid's going to Michigan. <laughs> Don says, gotta get him. He's really good, Tom. He is really good. Don also added, enjoy Luke Fickle while you can said, because he will eventually leave. Hmm. It's interesting. Where would he go? Well, I th- I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, and look, we all know that the money talks and the BS walks. Okay? So, if for some reason, and I don't think they're going to make the move after one year, but let- let's just say Oklahoma. Okay? Oklahoma. Big-time program, incredible history, great success, moving into the Southeastern Conference. What if all of a sudden, you know, they're like Brent Venables is saying it hasn't worked. We owe him a fortune, CLA. It's not going to happen, but I'm just I'm picking a team. Because of all the major powers out there, you know, and, 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 and I don't know Luke Fickle, but I know people who do know him. And they have shared with me that they thought, you know, the three places that he would give serious consideration to would be naturally Ohio State. Uh, he would pick up and walk out the door tomorrow if that job opened, if he was offered it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, he's an Ohio State guy, and you couldn't blame him for it. So I always used to be, it used to blow my mind all the time. God rest his soul, my old stat guy, Mark Daddy Wags Wagner. Most hardcore Xavier basketball fan in the world. He traveled with me every weekend doing football and baseball. And he would just rip up one side and down the other. Every Xavier basketball coach left for fill in the blank. And I'm like, Wags, the guy went to Virginia. Wags, the guy went to Ohio State. Wags, the guy went to Arizona. I'm like, come on. I mean, come on, right? That's not a knock on X. And, And so for UC fans to think it would be a knock on you know, uh, for Fickle to go somewhere else is, is ludicrous. It's not. I mean, it's ridiculous to think that way. It's just the way you do it. I think everybody understood that Brian Kelly left to go to Notre Dame. Who wouldn't leave to go to Notre Dame? Are you kidding? It's the biggest brand in college football. Bigger than Alabama, bigger than Ohio State, bigger than all of them. It's the way he did it. And Fickle wasn't going to do it last year. But I've heard Ohio State. I've heard Penn State. I don't know if that's true or not, and I've heard Notre Dame. 
Now, Marcus Freeman's not going anywhere, I don't think, for a while. Uh, and I still can't believe that Penn State gave, gave Franklin that kind of contract. UC making the playoff last year was huge for the program and for two reasons. One, for making the playoff, and two, because if they're not in that, there's a good chance he leaves because he said he didn't want to leave with the playoff going on. And they Notre Dame wanted to hire a well, coach. Well, that's what I'm before. saying. Yeah. He's not gonna, it's the way you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Kelly, who's done it twice. Uh, this has been, without a doubt, and Don points out, the greatest era in the history of UC football. There's no doubt about that. Um, Jolly Jolly says, hey, look, you know, everybody knows he'd go to Ohio State, but with a Big 12 next year, new TV deal for the schools coming in, a lot more money coming into UC next year. They just signed that deal. Fox did with the Big 12, huge money, even with uh, Texas and Oklahoma leaving. Um, so, you know, th there are a lot of positives to staying at Cincinnati. If you believe ultimately you can win the whole thing there, the whole thing. And they got to within one game of playing for the whole enchilada last year. And now you're going into the Big 12, which should improve recruiting, all those kinds of things. I don't know, fellas. I don't know. You think If you had to make a prediction right now, and we'll save this in the archives, if you had to make a prediction right now, Luke Fickle is still the head football coach at UC in three years from now. Yay or nay? Yes. Yes? Case? Oh, I'm going to say nay. I think he wants to give the Big 12 a shot. Yeah. And I, th I think going to the Big 12 is going to buy him more time at UC. Not buy him more time like he's going to get fired. Buy him more time as in he'll buy in longer at UC being in the Big 12. For okay. three years? Okay. Yeah, All right. I think so. Okay. All right, fair enough. Um, we've got picks today, boys. We have picks. We have picks, and there are some big-time games this weekend. Big, big-time games. And, and, and when I say big-time games, I, I'm really more emphasizing there the college game. Because as we know, we talked about this at length, when you only have four teams that qualify for the college football playoff, and I tell you, one of the coolest things to do, if you got some time to kill and, and you follow college football and you like playing that game of what if this happens and what if this happens and that team wins and that team loses and blah, blah, blah. Uh, that playoff, what do they call it? Um, indicator on ESPN. Have you seen that thing? You can go to all the different scenarios and start punching in, you know, win, loss, loss, win, all at the same time for teams as they play week by week. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. It, it really is cool to check it out. Um, you know, and it's all based on analytics and what the percentages would be then if, if you know, this. we mentioned it yesterday, if Oregon were to win out um, and win the Pac-12 championship, that, that it would be a 70% chance that Oregon would be in the college football playoff. And so you start playing some games like that, you can do the same thing with USC or UCLA because, you know, they're, they're sitting there at one loss. Um, you got, you know, LSU. If the Tigers run the table, including the SEC championship win over Georgia, there's no way you're keeping them out. They'd be the first two-loss team in the history, brief history, of the college football playoff going, going back to 2014. I mean, if they beat Alabama, run, run the table basically uh, on the west side, 
uh, of that conference and beat the number one team in the country in the SEC championship game, best conference in football, LSU's in. I think they lose this week to Arkansas. Are you, uh, you think LSU loses to Arkansas? Yep. Well, that's not one of our picks. It's week. not. I was nervous it was going to be. But I was gonna I was gonna put it on the line there, but it's not one of our picks. You're saying they're going to lose yes. straight out. Yes. Is LSU a favorite in that game? Three and a half points. That's way too close of a line. And I'm assuming the game is at Arkansas? Yes. Okay. How are your picks doing on not too picky? Pretty good. What's I, that mean? I was four and one two weeks ago in college and seven and two overall last week. We're doing pretty good. Okay. We'll file that away. We'll talk about that one on Monday. You are so you're saying I'm I'm going to put money where your mouth is. Don't don't tell me I'm staying away from the game. No, no, I'm I'm taking Arkansas plus three and a half. But I do think that they, I I think the way that this game is being bet and the way that Arkansas has sucked, LSU has been great. I think this is setting up for a game that LSU could lose. Okay. But you're not betting the money line on on. No, I'll Arkansas. take the I'll take the points. I'll okay, gladly so you, so I'll gladly take the points. Think they're going to win? Do you think Arkansas is going to win the game? Are you going to talk me into a money line bet? No, here, I'm asking you a question. I think you. I think I might. I think I might be getting convinced here. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just asking a simple question. Are you going to pick on the money line a straight up win for Arkansas? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to do it. Okay. All right. Are you old enough to gamble? <laughs> All right. When we come back, it's pick time. All right. We want to hear from everybody that's on the, on the chat right now. Uh, once we start going through these picks, so we're going to take a timeout, and then we come back, our college picks for the weekend, our NFL picks for the weekend, right around the corner. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. If it's your first time with us, here's the way this works. Every Friday, we pick a number of college games, number of pro games, and the person with the best record at the end of the season will have $1,000 donated to their charity of choice. And here's where we stand. Our picks, Paul who has now probably had more weeks in the saddle than Brandon. Is that fair, Paul? I, I'd say, yeah, if, if not, we're even. Okay. So it's close. That's a lead. Casey one back. I'm four back. All right, boys. Let's start it up. Where are we starting? Are we starting with UC tonight? No, we're starting with Indiana and Ohio State. The Buckeyes um, have not been running the ball well lately. Um, you know, Mayan Williams missed a game. Um, they, for whatever reason, they're just not running it well. Now, they played in terrible weather conditions last week. Their offense looked invincible uh, up until a week ago, and then all of a sudden they were met with the challenge of, of, of being forced to run it, uh, and they could not run it. Uh, but I'm not worried about it moving forward. That's a 40-point spread. I think Ohio State is going to lay it on them. I'm taking the Bucks, giving a whopping 40. Yeah, I'm just not going to bet against OSU. <laughs> Just not going to do it, so I got to go OSU. Look, full transparency here. You guys both picked Ohio State, and I was not going to lose a game in the standings on picking Indiana when you guys were both on Ohio State. This is just 
too whack of a game. 40 points, though, I do think. Yeah. I, I do think Ohio State can get there. Well, I think they can get there, but that's a big number. And, and Ryan Day um, does not like running it up on people. They, they've had games this year where they've scored 50-plus points, but, they, but every time it seems like when they have one of these kinds of games, they, they, they take the starters out middle of the third quarter. And then Kyle McCord is a quarterback who I think has got a chance to be a really good player next year, but he just turns around and hands it off every play. So, oh, well. All right. TCU, Texas. This is the big one for the weekend. There's no doubt about it. Uh, TCU breaks into the top four in the college football playoff rankings for the first time. And wouldn't you know it, the second they get in there, they're rolling into Austin, Texas. The Longhorns like the way the program is going. Uh, Quinn Ewers, the quarterback. But I just think there's something about this TCU team I cannot believe they are a seven-point underdog to a three-loss Texas team. I am taking TCU. Yeah, and I am too. I'm taking TCU. I was surprised. Um, I know the uh, the system play at Chatterbox here is uh, Texas, but I'm going with the momentum. I'm going with TCU. They've got the mojo. You're predicting the mojo's ending, Paul. I can see by that look in your eye. I think Texas wins big. Big? I think Texas. I think I think Texas could win by two touchdowns. What metric are you using? What makes you think uh, that? TCU has played a lot of close games to me, where it feels like, like you look at that West Virginia game. They, yes, they won by ten, but that was because of a fluke fourth down play at the end, where they really should have won by three. I think some of the score lines for TCU. If you just look at it and you're not watching TCU, have been a little deceiving. They've been a beneficiary of some injuries to opposing quarterbacks through the season. I think they've been catching enough breaks that eventually it's going to catch up to them. If they get past Texas here, if TCU wins this game, I think I think this is their test. I, I think they got to win this game. To this is this is to me. The game that's going to decide whether they get in the playoff or not, um, and I I don't think they pass the test this week. Well, they have a, they have a very tough game next week too. Their biggest rival is Baylor, and they go down to Baylor, who's starting to put it together. Everybody thought they were going to be really good when the season started. They're also a six and three team, um, but you know, look, you can't have it both ways when you talk about TCU. You can't have it both ways here. Okay, everybody talks about all their come from behind wins, right? They fall behind early. Oh, that worries me. They fall behind. Well, that's true. They do fall behind early. But you can't dismiss that in the second half, they are dominating opponents. And in the fourth quarter, they've outscored teams something crazy like 180 to 50. <laughs> so, and it's not like they're playing a bunch of stiffs. They're playing good, solid, not great. They're playing good, solid teams every single week in that Big 12. That's why I think UC's got its work cut out for them moving in. But that's a different debate for a different time. Okay, we'll see. Washington and Oregon. Now, this is a number where I'm going with the Huskies. I think Michael Penix Jr. um, is a really good player. He's a dynamic player. The quarterback of the Huskies, they're starting to play very well. That 7-2 and two record, 
obviously, huge college football playoff implications on the line for Oregon. I think that 13-point spread, even at home, is too big. I'm taking Washington. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Oregon, too. The 13-point spread is tough to – Wait, wait, wait. You're taking who? Washington. Oh, okay. You said Oregon. I was just making sure. Okay. No, I, I'm taking Washington because okay. Oregon's point spread here, minus 13. I just can't yeah. see it. Okay, I, I think it'll be a close game. Group but. bet. I'm on Washington, too. Really? Yep. I, I like Oregon, but I think this could be like a 10-point Oregon win. I could see Washington squeaking in the back door here. Um, I think 13 points is – yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Washington. I want to check something here on, on Washington because I really don't pay attention. It's well documented. I don't pay a lot of attention to uh, Pac-12 football. Um, they lost to UCLA by eight, 40 to 32. They score a lot. They give up a lot. They lost to Arizona State, which was a total fluke, 45 to 38. They have had scoring games this year, 45, 52, 39, 40, 40, 45, 49. Now, the last two weeks, it's interesting. Uh, they've won three in a row. Uh, they beat Cal. 28 to 21, uh, and then they, they, they beat 23rd ranked Oregon State 24 to 21. So, for whatever reason, maybe it was just the matchups, uh, they were scoring a ton early, giving up a ton early. Now, all of a sudden, they're not scoring as much, but they're not giving up as much. Uh, what in the world is a deal with this computer? Something wrong with our internet in here? Uh oh. No. No, I don't okay. think so. All right. I'm trying to figure out i want to take a little bit closer look at oregon here but that's okay um we'll close out of that uh okay what's next we have oh, a big one big time matchup tom is that 30 or 38 30 30 and a half i'm taking michigan because there is a team that will run it up on people Okay. And, they, and, 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 you know, and, and I'm not suggesting they've done that all the time. Last week was a really weird game. I mean, it was a tight game against Indiana. Then all of a sudden, Michigan just, I mean, it, it was like that Ohio State-Penn State game in the fourth quarter when Ohio State scored 28 points in the last 10 minutes of the game. I mean, that's what happened with Michigan last week. Uh, they can score. Uh, their defense is excellent. Uh, they're at home. Big-time college football playoff implications. Everybody, the, 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 the two trains rolling down the track, and there's only one track, and that's Ohio State v. Michigan. They roll this week. Yeah, um, Nebraska is kind of miserable. <laughs> kind of? Kind of. Um, Casey. Got to take Michigan. Yep. A 30-point spread is not anything close to a 40-point spread So, at the college level. Yeah, I'm going to take Michigan here, too. I'm not going to be on the wrong side of you guys being a 30-and-a-half point spread. All right. Everybody, by the way, so you're picking what, Paul? I'm picking you're Michigan. Take, oh, by with, the way, we're getting some comments here on some of our picks, and I like to um, – really interesting point made here, getting back to the TCU-Texas game a minute here. Jolly, jolly, I forgot all about this. This is a great point. Uh, Gary Patterson, the longtime head coach at TCU, there's a statue of Gary Patterson outside of the stadium, Eamon Carter Stadium in Fort Worth. Uh, what he did for that program was incredible in his 
20 years as a head coach, got fired last year. Bring in Sonny Dykes. He's undefeated. Gary Patterson is on the Texas staff. Now, I don't know if that means anything. Uh, he's an analyst and, you know, for the team. That's interesting. Uh, Bill says, Bill C. says, Oregon by 17. Said Bo Nix is playing the best ball of his career. That's true. Uh, and predicts Jolly Jolly does that Penix throws three touchdowns. Sir Boy Wonder chimes in. Says your final four is Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, and Oregon. I don't have much argument with that. Sir Boy Wonder. Texas wins. Sorry, Tom, but Quinn Ewers is a difference. He might be right. I don't think so. I think Max Duggan is a more experienced player, and he's having a phenomenal year. All right, what's next? Last college game before we go to Last the NFL. Last one. Tonight, Bearcats at home. What do you got? Oh. <laughs> UC, you got it going on. <laughs> All right. Casey? Yeah, I've been uh, making good on betting against UC, and that's not going to stop me from betting against them again. So, ECU. Wow. Four and a half point spread. Paul, I assume you'll be at the Xavier basketball game tonight and not at the UC football game? Yes, I will be at Centa Center tonight. Uh, but I'm going to pick ECU in this one. All right, before we get to the pro game, I do want to ask, because, you know, the large primary viewers and downloaders are, you know, within a 90-mile radius of Cincinnati. Uh, but there, there, there are others nationally. We know that. Uh, and we thank you for watching. Uh, one high school football game I want to ask for your guys' prediction tonight. Okay. Because there are great games all over the state. We're getting down to the regional semis now and all that kind of thing, right? You got all the powers, right? I mean, you got Wyoming. You got Baden. You got Winton Woods. You know, in D1, you got Molers playing Mason. But I think the game that holds the most intrigue tonight is Lakota West at Elder. Lakota West is undefeated. I mean, Tom Bolden's been building this thing, building this thing, building it. Can they finally get over that hump? Elder's had an excellent year, and they're playing the pit. That place will be rocking tonight. No doubt. You guys have seen a lot of high school football this year, including Lakota West. What do you think? Who are you picking to win that game? Uh, we had Lakota West twice this year. We had Elder once. The one Elder game that we had was probably a bad representation of Elder because that was the Moeller game where they had all those turnovers at Nippert. Um, because this is at Elder, it's making me second guess this. I'm going to take West in this, but I think it's going to be a really good game, and I wouldn't be shocked if Elder won. Case? I'm going to take West as well. Okay. All right. I'm really just taking Tom Bolden there. Ramsey's a coach at Elder, right? Thanks. So. He's been around there a yeah. long time. Yeah. Won a pile of games. A lot of big games. State championships. Yeah, I, I really want to see. You know, I, I, I like seeing. You know, I, I didn't grow up going to Catholic schools. None of that kind of thing. I love <laughs> seeing when it comes down to the public school against the private school with a state 
Final Four bid on the line. I want to see. I don't want to see Moeller Elder next week. They're tired. Let's see Moeller v. Lakota West. And some who would make the same argument I just made might say, well, what's wrong with Mason against Elder? So that's fine, too. But that's what I want to see. I don't want to see the, the GCL South playing each other with a trip to the Final Four on the line. I don't want to see it. Maybe you root for it, being a Xavier guy. Right? I, I probably would. But, hey, I picked West. Okay. All right, we're off to the pro. All right. The National Football League. We begin in Berlin. Just outside of Berlin, you said, right? Case are playing in some soccer stadium. Uh, yeah, I think it's in Munich. Oh, Munich. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, Munich. Uh, it will be the Seahawks, who are playing so well, surprisingly well. Geno Smith at quarterback. What a year he's having um, against the Buccaneers, who right now are in first place in the NFC worst. That'd be the NFC South, where you can have a 4-5 and five record and be in first place. So, with that in mind, I still think Tom Brady goes across the pond, as they say, a couple of them. And I think that Brady and the Bucks come away by covering the two and a half. Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. Fellas? Yeah, I, uh, I think... Game script-wise, uh, it'll come down to them being tied. Tom Brady takes the ball down. Final minute, they kick a field goal, win the game. Good game for the Munich fan base and for NFL. Yeah, you're finally getting to see – you're finally putting an international game with some good names over there, right? Taking the bucks. I'm with you guys. We have a bunch, we have a bunch of these that we're all on together. We are. Maybe not so much this one, though. Uh, Sir Boy Wonder says, Tom, I like your new specs. Well, uh, if you like them, Sir Boy Wonder, you can get them at Walgreens <laughs> for about four bucks. Uh, maybe a little more than that. Okay, we all go. I'm surprised. We're all going with the bucks here. I'm really surprised. I don't understand Tomas here. He says, I mean, all those private schools run the table every year like it's a college football playoff with Bama, Clemson, and Georgia. That's not true. That's not true at all. Didn't Winton Woods win a state championship last year? Did they? They I did. I don't remember. Is Wyoming not a public school? Number one ranked team. So, hang on. Hang on. Okay, next up. Minnesota and Buffalo. Now, this is an interesting game. Are we going to have a caveat to this pick? I'm Meaning pick if Josh Allen plays or not? I'm picking mine regardless, but you guys can do what you want. I Yeah. I'm sticking with mine. I, this is tough because I think if Josh Allen plays, he's playing hurt. So what does it matter, right? I mean, I'm not making a caveat, but we can do one for you if you no, want. No, 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 no. I, I don't want to make one. I, I don't think that Kirk Cousins has proven to me. It's not to say he can't do it, um, but he has not proven, at least to me. I know he got the Redskins, the, formerly the Redskins, to the playoffs. Uh, but this is a kind of game to me that reeks of a Cousins two or three pick game. Uh, I think Buffalo wins and covers at home minus three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I've, I just, even if Josh Allen plays, I think he's playing hurt. And I think that's a recipe for disaster. He's been kind of off his game as of late. 
I'm taking the Vikings. I think this is the Vikings game that they uh, move up to a good team on my stink list. Okay. Wow. Uh, I'm a simple man, Tom. I see Kirk Cousins at 1 p.m. I bet Kirk Cousins at 1 p.m. Wow. I'm taking the Vikings. Holy Moses. All right, we're going to take a break because I have too much coffee this morning. <laughs> and when you get to be 59, when you got to go, you got to go now. We're back in a moment with the rest of our picks. Does that mean we're back? Okay, we're back. On Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. Uh, boy, guess who's back today, fellas? Who? Lee Erickson. The Viking. Well, he likes my Kirk Cousins pick, I he bet. He sure does. He says, Tom, you're wrong. KC understands. Uh, Sir Boy Wonder says that UC covers. And yes, sir, 1 p.m., Kirk is undefeated. Uh, and, and Sir Boy Wonder must be one of those parochial school guys throwing through. He says, Big Mo V. Elder next week. All right, we have some, we have some picks. We have All right, we got, we got a few left. more NFL picks here. Four left. Browns and Dolphins. Brownies in Miami. Miami's playing really well. <laughs> this is a hilarious pick. <laughs> why, why would do you think this spread be so small? I think this is a small spread. I do, too. I thought this would have been five or six. Yeah, I do, too. Therefore, if for me, it's a no-brainer. And, of course, I'll, I'll probably be wrong. I, I'm going to take Miami. I just can't imagine anybody picking Cleveland here. But maybe you guys will surprise me. Yeah, and I'm going to surprise you and pick Cleveland. <laughs> and what is your reasoning behind that? Because you are the guy. Let's make no mistake about it. You are the guy going back to before the Browns absolutely pulverized, demolished, embarrassed, just humiliated. Your beloved Cincinnati Bengals, you said the Browns stink for multiple weeks <coughs> now. Yep. Yet here you are. They still stink. And you think they're going to go down there and cover? Or do you think they're going to win? I mean, you're picking them to cover, but do you think they're going to win the game? Uh, I don't know if they'll win. I definitely think they'll cover. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, they don't match up very well against the Browns, kind of similar to the Bengals. Um, and I predict something very similar. Um, could happen. But Browns still stink. Let's just get that out of the way. I just think that they'll cover. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they'll cover. Okay. Tom, I'm with you on this one. Dolphins. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, Casey, God bless you. I mean, you, you got a better record than I do, so I can't sit there and beat you down. But I will shave a game off that one uh, for the lead. Boy, you talk about a game. Who's televising this game? Is this Fox? Saints and Steelers. It's In the old days, it used to be, be automatic Fox. Fox with an NFC team going to an AFC team, but that's not necessarily true anymore. Uh, it is Fox. Yeah. Saints at Steelers. Now, it should be noted here that, you know, the Steelers are going to start to get a little bit healthier now with T.J. Watt, right? And, you know, more games under Kenny Pickett's belt. The Saints are 3-6, and six, um, but they're only one game out of first place. So, you know... They got a lot to play for. Uh, with that in mind, I am taking. Who did I take? 
you took Pittsburgh. I did. You did. Men of aluminum. I'm taking the men of aluminum. Is that Andy Dalton still a quarterback for the uh, Fighting Saints? Yeah, is Andy starting this weekend? I could not tell you if he is. I'd or like not. to be able to tell you, but for some reason, this I don't know what's going on with this computer. Um, this is this is great radio here, Tom. It's okay. We are. We're in no hurry here. Powering through. Andy Dalton will remain the starting quarterback. Yeah, it's going to be Andy. Okay, I'm taking a men of, a men of aluminum. Who are you guys taking? Uh, this is pretty much a pick 'em, right? So I'm taking the Saints. I think they're a better team. Um, if they lose to Pittsburgh, then they're definitely – they stink. Um, both teams stink, but – Yeah. I, I'm high on the Saints stink list. You know, I, I have them as a borderline – almost a borderline stink team. I think they're a quarterback away. Um, maybe Andy Dalton can win against Pittsburgh for once. I don't know, but we'll see. I, I got the Saints on this one. The Red Rifle. Oh, yeah, baby. You know, look, I, I root for Pittsburgh to get big every week. So, I, I mean, I'd be okay if I lose that game and the Saints won that game. I'm okay with that. All right. Cowboys and Packers. You know, I, I did one of these games um, a few years ago when Joe Buck would go off and do the World Series, and uh, I'd step in there and work with Troy Aikman and 425 in the afternoon – I mean, you know, this time of the year gets dark early, lights on, Lambo. You know, th 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 this is a uh, – this has tremendous sex appeal, but not so much this year. But can Aaron Rodgers find a way to get it together? He was very nostalgic this week, reminiscing about his old coach, Mike McCarthy, now the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys got Dak rolling in. Uh, they get Ezekiel Elliott back this week. Pollard's playing well. Um, a lot of talk about Odell Beckham Jr. becoming a Cowboy. Who did I pick? You picked the you Cowboys. You picked Dallas. I'm taking Dallas. I am too. Give me the Cowboys. Packers stink. Good Love team it. should be able to beat them. Sure-handedly. Paul? Going with the pack at home. You know what? I I, I, I get it. I think, I, get this it. Is, I think this is a rat line here. I think they want you to take Dallas. And maybe that'll be the right pick. Where's the them. money going in that game? You know, I haven't looked yet, and I'll check right now because this one seems just like a weird line to me. It's fishy. I, I think there's something fishy about yeah, this I one. Yeah, I agree with you because, you know, you know, there's a lot to be said for playing at Lambeau. It's just about 50-50. Really? Yeah, and it's slight edge to Green Bay, 53-47. But, but the bets, two-thirds on Dallas, so the big money is on Green Bay. Big, big money's on who? Well, more bets are on Dallas, but more money is on Green Bay. Oh, really? Okay. So okay. You would right. say some of the – that's how you would read that. Is that our last game? No, one more. We got one, one more. One more, and then we're out of here. Okay. We have the – this is a good game. We're all the same. I man. think this is a Sunday night game, right? Yes. Yeah, it's a good game. I mean, the Chargers quietly have started to put things together. Uh, and they've gone through some brutal injuries along their offensive line, uh, along the defensive line. And yet they're finding a way, you know, to, to start winning games in a tough division. 
Um, so the Charger, that line, I'm really surprised it's that big. Uh, I know Herbert has not proven to anybody that he can win a big game, especially on the road. I think this is a big game for both teams. Um, and my pick is? I can't remember any of this stuff. The Chargers. Chargers. That's the spread. You know what? Oh. I'm changing. Oh. Oh. I'm changing. Oh. I did it very quickly this morning. I got a little bit late start today. I'm trying to bang out the monologue. Casey's barking in my ear about who I'm picking. I'm flipping. Put me into San Francisco category. Thank you. Guys. This well, this could be a disaster now. Uh, oh no! Because I, I was struggling. So I was, was I. I was struggling between oh, no. the San Francisco Chargers pick because I have San Francisco as a borderline good team. Oh God, are you switching too? Uh, that's a big number, though. That's a big number. I oh, see. He's trying uh, to talk you into stay. No, I gotta take 49ers, man. Oh my change. God! I gotta, I gotta blow it up. Oh, uh, all right. Am I the only one with any morality in this room? I'm sticking with my original pick, the Chargers. Okay, you'll uh, probably be right uh, because yeah. generally your gut uh, turns out to be right on most of this stuff, or at least they, they used to say that on the SAT. So obviously my gut was not very good because the scores weren't very good. All right, do we have a cherry on top, men, uh, before we get to boxed lunch today with Trace and Reed? I, do we have it? I think we do. Yeah. We do. Oh, we do. We do. We do. I forgot we put this in there. Anybody want to tee this up? Yeah, so have you heard of Mattress Mac? Of course. Okay, well, this is Mattress Mac collecting his $75 million in well, cold well, hard Hang on, cash. hang on, hang on, hang on. For those who oh, yes. don't know who this guy is, sure. please fill in the blank. Okay, so Mattress Mac is a mattress store owner down in Houston who runs promotions for his business, and he hedges those promotions by betting on the Astros to win the World Series. So basically he says if the Astros win, you get such and such discount. It's it's been he's done it for years. And so this year he won the largest sports bet in the history of sports betting, $75 million, and he got paid out in cold hard cash. Here it is. And this is him collecting. Yep. <laughs> Look at that. Heavy. I'm get <laughs> you have got to be kidding. You have got to be kidding. Isn't that awesome? That's $75 million. Is that one trip or were there more trips? Had to be more trips. Because they're not giving him denominations of what? What's the largest bill you can get? hundred. hundred, I guess. Hundreds. Not a thousand dollar bill? No. They, there used to be. Yeah, I thought there used to be. Not anymore. So there's no way that that, that well, maybe it is. Look at him. And hey, hey, he ain't getting on Delta. He's not getting on American. He's not getting on Southwest. He's getting on Mattress Max Airlines. <laughs> You're carrying 75 million. You ain't checking bags. That's no hammer. At, uh, at the Vegas airport. Right? No way. That's like, that's like Ocean's Eleven stuff right there. It is. Which, by the way, before we get out of here, that's probably presented by UDF, uh, our cherry on top. Before we get out of here, um, my wife and I were talking about, we haven't gone to a movie in a long time. Has anybody heard anything about this new George Clooney movie? 
with Julia Roberts. I like George Clooney. I think most of the stuff that he's in, and Julia Roberts, I'm crazy about her. Everything she's in, she's great. You guys know anything about it? Probably not, right? Uh, no, I haven't. Ticket to Paradise? I have no idea what it is. Ticket to Paradise. You're right, Reed. Never heard of it. Okay. Well, what about you two guys? You know anything about it, Reed? I know nothing about Ticket to Paradise. I know George Clooney's a uh, Northern Kentucky native. Yes, he is. Maysville. He tried out for the Cincinnati Reds. He tells this story about when he tried out for the Reds, showed up, thought he was this great ball player. And the first fly ball they hit to him, he's an outfielder. He drops, and he just hears someone get on a megaphone, just go, that'll be enough. <laughs> tells a good story about that. But know nothing about the movie. Jolly, jolly, you're not so jolly, and you're not very funny. <laughs> says the last movie Tom saw was Chariots of Fire. Oh, oh no, no, Tom. Don't stand for that, Tom. That's, that, that's a shot, Jolly Jolly. That's not, that's not right. Are you a fan of the Ocean movies? Ocean's Eleven? I, Ocean? I just watched them with my son. They're good. Yeah, they're well, real they're good. great. You know Ocean's Eleven or Ocean's Thirteen? We saw both. Which do you like more? Uh, you know, I'm having a hard time. I like the one when they went after uh, uh, Andy Garcia more that's than the, the first one. one. Yeah, that's Eleven, right? More than uh, going after Pacino. Yeah, Pacino. Yeah. 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 What'd you say? Sad that I haven't I like, seen either one of those. I like Ocean's Thirteen more. I like Ocean's Thirteen. They're both you great. Like, yeah. I feel like that's up my alley, though. I like that. They're really. You haven't seen those? I, oh. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Well, Tom. you got it. Yeah, and I don't either. But I got to tell you, and I love movies. I used to go as a kid all the time. But I, yeah, you got to watch those movies. Have you <laughs> been to the the movie theaters where you, you, they serve you food yes. and stuff? That's a nice little. That's a nice it's little a date. Great experience. Yeah. And they, the seats are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a recliner in your living room. Yeah. And a, it's big league, the way a, they're running those places. Get now. a cocktail. They can just they wait I on you. I did. Right. I did just put on the old Netflix last night and was digging around and started the series of uh, FIFA, the, the corruption scandal. Oh, yeah. I heard it's really good. Yeah. I was, I was locked in for about a show and a half until I realized I needed to go to bed. Well, but. there's major league corruption in some <laughs> oh, of those. When you start getting into the international stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, we think like the NCAA's got some problems. No. You start getting into that kind of thing, it's a whole different animal, man. Uh, it was kind of wild. Yeah, it makes, it makes and it makes perfect sense. You can yep. clearly see why human beings would act the way that they were acting inside Absolutely. that show. Uh, yeah, jolly jolly, that's just a cheap shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really, that's just brutal. Chariots of fire. All right, what do we got going on today, fellas? Well, Box lunch. Uh, first, I guess I'm getting graded. Uh, as we do a couple of times a week. Please, commence. Well, I don't have anything for you personally. To be fair, we were out there doing some work. I didn't get to see all the show. I did catch Casey saying that the special teams were an F, which is just a wild, wild take. And I'll tell you why I think it's a wild take. It's an ungrateful take, Tom. It's It's very ungrateful. I've been saying this for a while, and I'm not trying to rain on the parades of Bengals fans. Okay, I'm not here to do that. But I will say... If it was an average kicker on your team last year, or just a normal kicker, whatever you want to call it, whatever term you'd like to use, not a superstar, not maybe Jesus kicking for you, there's a very good chance, there's a very good chance you never even see the light of day to go to Kansas City to play, and you definitely don't go to the Super Bowl. For sure. That was so, last year. This is this year. That but I just want to say that's the same guys. At some point, you got to give them a little bit of room, a little bit of breathing room. You got to be like, okay, these guys, the offensive line's new. I'm cool with you getting on the offensive line. But at least allow the kicking portion of this, especially McPherson, a little bit of time to breathe. I will say, though, 
I was joking with the guys out there. I'm not trying to wish this upon him. But there is this weird thing with special teamers, especially kickers, to where they can be really, really good, and yeah. all of a sudden one thing that bad happens and he hasn't made a kick in two weeks, I'm hopeful that the next big kick that he has, he makes. Because if he doesn't, he's still, there's still something bat- a little Chuck Knobloch-y about it. Evan McPherson batting, batting 1,000 on 50-plus yard kicks this year. So he's missed some 40-yarders, but he's still, still got the boot on him, still got some leg on well, him. Well, he's got the leg, but, but, you know, I mean, everybody keeps falling back. Zim Hude keeps blaming all the time, and I love Zim Hude, but he keeps talking about the long snap. <laughs> yeah, you don't blame him on the hold. And Give the me snap. a break. And yeah. by the way, he's down on you. What? Was the Grim Reaper, he mm. called you. Well, I'm not. Like I you said You went back before. on his show again or on his web chat site and got on him again? <laughs> spaces. You doubled down? Spaces, Tom. Yeah, <sighs> spaces on Twitter. I go in there and I, I just let them know let them know what they need to be ready for to come the weekend. Because okay. like I said, sometimes there's blinders on. There's no doubt. And um, if I was a Bengals fan, though, I'd be pleasantly pleased with where we're at based off of the way things started. It was it, it was. Pretty bad. Well, been five and two after zero oh and two. Right. I mean, I'd I'd live with that. Beats beats starting out three and one and have lost every game since. That's right. Like yeah. The Packer, like now your the Packers, old Packers. I gotta be right. honest. Like your old Packers. Got a little hope this week for the Packers. Not gonna get my hopes too high, but I got a little hope for them. Are we doing this uh, this um, yeah. spin thing before I get out of here? We are. So oh, for those baby. of you that oh, don't know, uh, Casey is looking for a college basketball team to follow this year so the other day we spun the wheel for what conference and we took out blue bloods of college basketball except for north carolina we did that just for my dad uh being a north carolina alum and a regular of the program so carolina is very much in the mix uh but we took out who did we take out we took out duke just duke we left north carolina in no, but I'm saying from the very beginning, oh, we left out. Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, and Michigan State. Okay, Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State. Isn't it funny how Michigan State gets Champions mixed into classic. that? Champions All right, Classic, okay. that's what I'm All right. All right, so now uh, after spinning the wheel for which conference his team would come out of, and it wound up being the Atlantic Coast Conference, today we spin the wheel for which team he will follow this year. Now, uh, Paul, before we actually spin it, uh, it's safe to say there are some definite teams he is hoping don't show up. Yeah, you're not going to want to end up here, at least for this season. You're not going to want to end up with Louisville. You're not going to want to end up with Clemson or Georgia Tech. Or Pitt. Or Florida State, really, or Pitt. You got about a 50-50 shot here, Casey, of having a respectable season. Uh, you don't want Wake. How's this work? Does Casey get to NC trade his State. team in at the end of the year? Or, or what, what, is, what does this look like? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, we need to know the answer. It's a trial period. Casey, can you name all of those schools' mascots? Can I name them? Yeah. Like, can you you go, Mm. if we gave you all these ACC teams, can you name their mascots? Florida. No, 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 no. No Googling right now. Let's do it. No, I'm not Googling. Uh, Ready? Virginia. No idea. Virginia Tech. No idea. I just lost my... uh, Oh, and two. What is it? Boston 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 College. College is the Eagles... Or, yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to have Notre Dame, right? You Notre know that. Dame is the leprechauns, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Casey. Casey you did not just say that. Uh, Casey, you did the not fighting just Irish. say yeah. that. Yeah. It's, leprechaun. Leprechaun. Oh, my God. it's the leprechauns. It's the fighting Irish, but it's I'm the leprechauns. 
He's a little leopard. All right, let's, let's keep it moving for Casey's sake. Uh, what's after Notre Dame on the wheel? I can't see it. Paul, no, take over. No, just spin the wheel. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. We no, no, this is fun. UNC, UNC Tar Heels. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. Pittsburgh? And the leprechauns. Casey. Pittsburgh is uh, Panthers. Yeah. Okay. Louisville? Cardinals. Okay. Syracuse? Casey, put your face on the TV right now while you oh, say these, Casey. please. Oh, my God. Well, we'd still need those ACC teams up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's got them. Paul, Paul, let him rip. Yeah, Wake Forest. Um, isn't it like the one of those weird... If you just don't know, ones? say don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> did we, did Demon Deacons. Demon, Demon Deacons. Did, yeah. do, did you do yeah. Miami? I did not, but they're like... Oh my gosh! Miami's like the the. What's going on in Florida right it's now? A hurricane. I know they're the right, hurricanes, but isn't it something else? Like no, 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 hurricane. No, okay, that's it. All right. Okay, All right, and spin then, it. I, NC State. I thought we did NC State. What's NC State? It's like a wolf, right? I don't know. There it's you like, go. That's like close enough. Florida, like the Florida, Florida like State. We did not ask. Florida State. Seminoles. I knew like half of those. That about five hundred. He he doesn't know his leprechauns, but he knows his Indian tribe. Unbelievable. Listen, Notre Dame. Unbelievable, this guy. I mean, Casey, these last two days, brother. (laughs) You need the weekend. If there's somebody who ought to go have a lot of Miller highlights uh, and try to wash away the last forty-eight hours, uh, it might be you at the top of that list. All right. All right, let's, let's, let's win it. I'm praying to God Notre Dame lands this. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. If so Notre I, Dame comes up, Casey, will you agree to show up one day next week? we got to give you a little bit of time to get this together. But will you show up one day next week dressed as a leprechaun? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Here we go. All right. We're, this is Reverse. removal. This is removal. This is going to take some spins. We're going to remove one by one. All right, go ahead. Okay. This is going to take a while. One take a by while. one. Okay, we can Tom do it. It'll be time for Off the Bench Monday. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're not giving them Georgia Tech or Clemson. Get those out of here. All right, get them out. Get rid of both of them. Get rid of Georgia Tech. <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on. Hang on. Get them out. So Georgia Tech and Clemson, we're just getting rid of. We're getting rid of. Okay. All right, go ahead, spin it. Here we go. All right. <laughs> oh man. Oh no. Oh no. Okay, okay. Wow. There you oh, go. Bye bye Tar Heels. That's what tough. See you Tar Heels. Yeah. If you're taking the Tar Heels off, take. Uh, <laughs> take <laughs> Pit off. Like, let's get out of here. Take yeah, pit take Pit off. All right. Take no. Get Pit out of here. Get Pit out of here. We don't want right, the Panthers. They're right. terrible. All right, here we go. Boom Shakalaka said the Bluffton Beavers should be up there, and darn right they should. Oh, Tech. All right. Oh, All right. man. All right, who else? Pick another one to get rid of, Tom. Boston get rid of College. them and Wake. All right. Okay. And Wake? And no, Wake. Get rid of, no, uh, get rid of Boston College. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. College. Get rid of All right. Boston College. Here we Boston go. College Nobody wants to root We're starting to get down to some decent options here. Yeah, we got some decent ones, although Carolina off the board hurts. Uh-oh. Oh, no! The orange. Oh, that is Florida State. All right, pick another right. one, Tom. That's good. Pick Florida another one, Tom. State's off the board, and um, that means we take Wake, uh, right? Wake, right? Wake off the board. Ah, uh, Tim Duncan's gonna. Oh, uh, here we go. Chris Paul down, down to six. Down to six. Oh, 
Oh no! Oh no! Oh, that's, that's the best. Oh team. no! The players are gone. Spin again. Oh. Get them off. Casey's still in. Let's go. Spin right. it up. Casey. Casey, you you're lost gonna be best. watching some bad. Okay, okay all right. Okay, all right. This is good. Right. That's good. Caught a break there. Louisville right. off the board. I mean, you're down to. Yeah. He's gonna have the leprechauns in yeah. there now. This just won't uh, be yeah. the final four in the <laughs> ACC the tournament. I can tell you that. Oh, oh, boy. oh baby! Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! I won't lie. I was kind of hoping for Syracuse. We were too. <laughs> the fighting the leprechauns. You're still oh, they're in it. <laughs> Here we go. Oh baby! Oh, oh no! No! Uh, that's tough. I think that's the winner, right? <laughs> <laughs> So whatever it lands on. Now, which one does he on. genuinely want here? I don't. How do we know who wins? I think you got to take. It pops up and tells you. Can you change the color of one of them? Yeah, I was trying to. I. Uh, I mean. I mean, it's gonna tell you after it's done spinning. All right, yeah. I guess we're just guessing now. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Boom Shakalaka says we should have just given him Notre Dame and called it a day. Yeah. He said you deserve time and a half for for. Deal. It's okay. This is worth Here it. Here we go. Although, <laughs> the drama's gone now. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna pop up and tell you. Oh, oh man, right. that's a tough one. Go Wolfpack. That's Wolfpack. tough. Are the Wolfpack any good? Uh, they're not great. They're seventieth in Ken Palm. They'll probably have like a five hundred season. Mm. All right, if, fellas, before we get I, out of I, here, I, do we want to amend the rules at all and just can, give Casey I think we just team. give him Notre Dame. I'm cool with that. I will come in dressed as a leprechaun just because of it, too. Do we disrespect the wheel, though? And from now on, we, can't we disrespect only the refer wheel. to Notre Dame no mm. longer as the Fighting Irish. But Casey? <laughs> the Fighting Leprechauns. <laughs> Is that going to get us in trouble with the FCC or with the know. woke crowd? I don't think that. I don't think that. They're, they're K Casey's Irish, so he, I don't. He, he's you're asking a guy on. that doesn't really he's know a, much of that. Hang on. You're Irish, Casey. You could but say you it. asked me their mascot, and I knew it was fighting Irish. I was just saying what it was, and he's a leprechaun. He's a leprechaun, is he not? So wait a it's minute. It's a good spin zone. So wait, real this quick. This is a really, are you really quick-witted spin zone. Are you saying you, you honestly knew? Now yes. let's let's lay it on the line here. Yes. Are you saying you honestly knew? Because you bring up a great point. Did somebody I... said, "What's their mascot?" You said a leprechaun. That, somebody didn't ask, "What's their nickname?" Did you know their nickname, Casey? I did. I did. You I did knew know. their nickname was the Fighting Irish. Yes. Yes, I did. Wow. But you gotta I take still... the man for his word. Is, is that on me for not specifying enough? Well. You yeah, that's I mean, right. He, that's right. He took it literally. I'm not too sure if 95% of the country wouldn't have said the Fighting Irish if we're being fair and honest. But okay. I'll give you the spin zone on it. I'll let you have it. Regardless, what is his team? Is it, is it NC State or is it Notre Dame? So now that you've clarified that, I'm not so sure we should give you Notre Dame. Maybe you're stuck with NC State. Yeah. Let's well, take a vote. Yeah, take a vote. In the, Fellas, in the, in here. put in the chat. Yeah, put in the chat. Put in the chat. We'll let the chat put, put, put we'll the, the, put the chat. Put the chat. Put the chat vote. Okay. NC State or Notre Dame. Okay. Let them decide. Yeah. All right, fellas. All right. We good show, Tom. Have a good weekend this weekend. You too. You too. Enjoy it. Stay You're not going anywhere, right? No, right Staying here on the home. home front. Excited. Excited. There you go. 
How do you spell leprechauns? Dialed in on, on the Buckeyes <laughs> and TCU. Currently have L-E-P-P-E-R. That's how we started spelling leprechauns. I mean, just here. put just, Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm going uh, to just put Notre NC Dame. State. God bless America. All right. This All is, right. This is Casey. Asking the community here. Well, you've had you've right. had you've had better days. It's tough. Better weeks, if we're being honest. Yeah, it's just sometimes <laughs> you got to wipe the slate week. clean and move on. That's I mean, right. Gonna be the best uh, week ever next week. Who does? I'm 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 betting NC State because I respect the wheel. 